0: Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 16th year. A show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on community radio station 94.1 FM, 3WBC, and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a podcast of a recorded interview Done per Zoom by Ian Salick with Richard Blakeman, past president of the Rotary Club of Glenferry and currently chairman of the Rotary District 9800 Humanitarian Grants Committee. The interview was first played by Jonathan Shepherd on his show on the 8th of October 2021. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service radio show i'm ian salick now tonight i welcome to the program a wonderfully hard-working rotarian a past president of the rotary club of Glen ferry and the chair of district 9800's humanitarian grants committee richard blakeman listeners is doing wonderful work at club level as i say at the rotary club of Glen ferry and with the district, shepherding humanitarian grants through the organisation to support projects both locally and internationally. Richard is a skilled operator at both a micro and macro level, and Rotary Glen Ferry and the district are very lucky indeed to have Richard Blakeman in its midst. Listeners, welcome to Richard Blakeman.
1: Good evening, Ian. Thank you very much. That's a wonderful introduction. I couldn't have done better myself. Uh, did I? Did, is that the one I sent to you, or
0: you? No, you didn't send it to me. It's well acknowledged in the district, Richard, that you are a fantastic Rotarian. And we want to talk to you a little bit about your history, just briefly in Rotary. But tonight, I want to talk to you about the sort of things that you're doing, as I said, locally and internationally. Now, let's move straight into it. When did you join Rotary? And what motivated you to join Rotary in the first place? And a, and it's a 3 barreled question. Why Rotary Glen Ferry?
1: Well, that's a good question. I, I, and uh, you know, from the introduction, I, I, people might have the impression that it's an awful lot of hard work being in, in Rotary, but that's not the reason why I joined. The reason I joined is because uh, it's actually a lot of fun. You meet some terrific people uh, and some people doing some f- wonderful things, uh, who, who I find very motivating. And uh, I joined Rotary because I wanted to be with people like that who get things done, and uh, and for the camaraderie, and also for the opportunity it provides to be useful. And that was. Uh, Look, I've got to be honest, it was just shortly after I retired from a corporate life. I'd worked many years with Kodak, and after finishing up in corporate life, I was looking for something to do which was useful. Rotary was provided that opportunity. That was in 2014.
0: Well, we're the very lucky recipients of your decision, I must say, Richard. Now, besides being president of Rotary Glen Ferry, what else have you done in roles at Glen Ferry?
1: Oh, I've, I've been uh, fortunate to be... One of the things about Rotary is you get rotated through so many different roles. It gives you an opportunity to, uh, to you know, utilise the skills you've learned uh, or the skill or the personal attributes that you might have in a, in a variety of ways. I, my first role was uh, in uh, on the Community Service Committee uh, and that was involved in, in, in community service projects which were specifically targeted for our local community and that was very satisfying and I got to meet a lot of different members from different clubs uh, as we worked together on a number of projects. I, I've had had the role of club secretary, I've been uh, past, I've been a president of the club. Uh, I, I think that uh, being a president of the club was perhaps the most uh, satisfying, although they are all uh, mainly because uh, through being the president of the club, uh, I got to meet and work with some great people from different clubs and uh, and from different districts, and it exposed me to the broader world of Rotary. So for me personally, that was a great time. And since then, I, uh, in, in the club, I've gone on to, as you mentioned, the, uh, the Humanitarian Grants Committee for the district, which has also been uh, re- remarkably rewarding.
0: And you've done a fantastic job. Richard, I always ask my guests this next question. What's your personal maxim in life?
1: Well, I don't, gosh, I don't know. That's a, that's a difficult question. I think I probably always thought be positive and do your best. And um, uh, I, I always like to look on the, uh, on, on the positive side of, uh, of things. And uh, there's always good to take for even from setbacks, so uh, I would think be positive and do your best.
0: You're an exemplar of doing just that, Richard. Now, Richard, I, I'm very keen to speak to you this evening about a very, very special project that you're doing in the city of Burundara. And you might like to give us the good oil on the latest with that project.
1: You're probably talking about our, um, our Rotary 100 uh, birthday uh, project. Oh, I am. Oh, well, that's, uh, yeah, That's that, that uh, came along because you, you'd be aware that it's Rotary's 100th anniversary in 2021, the first meeting of Rotary in Australia. April 1921 was the Rotary Club of Melbourne formed by a group of, uh, of business and community leaders at that time, one of which was uh, Sir John Monash, a, a great Australian, a man I much admire, and... Uh, uh, this year is, that, is the 100th anniversary of that, and clubs all around Australia and New Zealand uh, have been engaged in various projects to mark that event. At my club, the Rotary Club of Glen Ferry, we wanted to have a project which was in the local community, which was a gift to the local community to celebrate the partnership between Rotary and the local community. We wanted to do it in conjunction with a number of clubs to emphasise that Uh, working together concept, and also with the local community. And we approached the local council and they gave us some suggestions. And the project that we came up with was the donation uh, of a unique interactive play sculpture, which has been located as part of the playground renovation at at the Yarra Bank Reserve in Hawthorne. Whereabouts
0: is that, Richard? Could I just ask you, whereabouts is the Yarra Bank Reserve?
1: You know, it's in a very historic site. It's right uh, at the on the on the border of uh, of the city of Burundara of the city of Yarra or Richmond and Hawthorne as it then was. It's right by the Richmond Bridge, which is uh, becomes Bridge Road. So, uh, and it's right it's opposite the Amora Hotel. But significantly, that site is a very historic site. But first of all, it's the, uh, it's the it's the lands of the Wurundjeri people. Who lived there, and that's marked because it's got a scar tree there. Uh, You know, the the scar tree is uh, is where the bark has been removed to create a canoe, which was used by uh, the the indigenous peoples who lived there for travelling on the river. And secondly, it's also the site of what was known as Palmer's punt. Now, Palmer's punt linked uh, the city of Richmond with the parish of Burundara right up until the middle of the 19th century. And then it was replaced by uh, a wooden bridge, which was subsequently released, uh, replaced in the 1860s by the current uh, Richmond Bridge, which is the oldest, I've got the exact term, but it's the oldest iron bridge, you know, one of the oldest iron bridges in Australia. So it's a, it's a very historic uh, uh, locale. So what the club has done is it commissioned a... Um, a fellow who's a, a, a builder, designer, a builder of unique playground features. And he's done some terrific work uh, all around Australia and overseas. He's he's uh, name. He's from the the organisation called the Agency of Sculpture, and they've done some terrific, unique work. And they've done a, a unique uh, design piece of equipment for our playground, which captures that spirit of place. What is it? It's a. It's it, it captures the, the the idea of the river, links it with the uh, local people. It's a. I can't describe it to you, but essentially, I suppose it's it's an upturned canoe uh, which has a number of paddles. In the air, which, when operated by children from the ground, will they can compete to make the paddles go faster. And the um, the theme of that uh, sculpture is that the more we work together, or when we work together, sorry, when we work together, we can achieve something magnificent. It's it's been well received by the children. It's it's actually in, in situ now. It's been uh, the whole playground has been restructured, uh, re- rebuilt. And uh, that new playground feature is there, and it really does uh, blend in well with the, with the playground and uh, really set it off beautifully with the local Residents have already become very proud of it. I don't know whether that describes it, but uh, you can go onto our website and see pictures of it. That's probably the best way to see it.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you before we go about what that website address is, but you might like to tell us when the opening is. Is there an official official opening?
1: Well, yes, you know, like everything else uh, due to COVID lockdown and so on, the playground has has been completed, but we haven't been able to yet have an official opening. But at the moment, we've got our fingers crossed November 21st, uh, Sunday, November the 21st at the uh, Yarra Bank Reserve in Creswick Street, Hawthorne. We'll have a family day, a family fun day where all the community from both the city of Burundara and the city of Yarra uh, are invited. In fact, everybody's invited. We'll, we'll have uh, things for the kids to do. There'll be magicians. There's a, a lady who uh, does wonderful hoop dancing, all sorts of things for children to, to do. There'll be face painting, uh, food music, something called the bees waggle dance. You have to come along and find out what the bees waggle dance is all about.
0: It sounds fascinating.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be a whole it's it's going to be aimed at children and celebrating the family and the community. November 21st what, what,
0: wonderful idea, Richard, and uh, there'll be a lineup obviously to play on the interactive canoe, but I can see that being very, very popular. An interactive device and a playground is something wonderful for the community and for the kids. Kids love playgrounds, and that's been very obvious during these rather tough times when we've had a, a temporary shutdown of the playground. So that'll be very warmly welcomed. Uh, there'll also be some dignitaries there, uh, I take it, on the day to take part in the official opening.
1: Yeah, well, we, we do. Have, we, we will have a short period of, uh, of a formal opening. Uh, the Mayor of Burundara, Councillor Gary Thompson, will be opening it in conjunction with our district governor, for Rotary uh, Dale Hoy. Um, and uh, there'll be uh, members of the council uh, will be there. Uh, so the local member of parliament is uh, uh, John Kennedy for the member of Hawthorne will be coming along um, and, and a number of other people. But essentially the, the people who will be most important to the whole event will be the family, especially the children. That's a, that. That'll be the special, That'll be the special events.
0: So it'll be a special day and a fun day for the kids and for their parents, obviously, to recognise that there is that facility there. Yeah. There are other things in the playground.
1: Oh, we'll have coffee and uh, uh, cakes and uh, the world-famous uh, rugby Tossage sizzle will be there. The Rot- I should mention that there's a number of clubs have joined together in this. Yes, please club. do. This is the Rugby Club of Glenferry, which is my club, the Roddy Club of Hawthorne, Baldwin North Ball and Camberwell and Canterbury uh, and have all joined together to uh, make this event uh, happen. It should be a good crowd. I think it'll be a good day.
0: I believe it'll be a wonderful day. And close to the event, Richard, we'll get you on the phone on one of the Friday night shows just to give our listeners a reminder about the day because it's an important day for our club, for Rotary to celebrate its 100 years in Australia and a great local event. And Rotary is involved locally. But Rotary is also involved, is it not, internationally. And uh, you are chair of the Humanitarian Grants Committee for Rotary District 9800, and that looks after local grants and it looks after international grants. So could you tell us about the types of grants there are?
1: Uh, I just wanted to say one other thing, if I may, while we're still talking about the Rotary 100th uh, anniversary, I just want to to mention that this is one of a number of projects which are going on around... Australia, and uh, there are some fabulous projects that are happening. Uh, There's one project which is aimed at uh, eradicating Tacoma, still evident in northern Australia um, and uh, which uh, affects children's eyes. Of course, that project is going ahead. There's another project to vaccinate 100,000 children throughout the South Pacific against a number of uh, uh, common diseases. And also to set up an infrastructure as part of that project so that those countries can continue with those vaccination programs. Another one uh, project which is underway in Australia, which is um, uh, the Rotary Safe Families project, which is uh, aimed at addressing family violence. There are a number of projects which are part of the Rotary 100 celebration. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because uh, there's a, a, a lot happening. It's been a terrific year uh, for Rotary.
0: Now, just coming back to those humanitarian grants, you might care to tell us what sorts of grants there are available and what some of them actually fund, which is very, very important.
1: Rotary Foundation is a world well-respected globally as a uh, as a, a charitable organisation. In fact, I think it's for the last 14 years in a row. It's received the top rating from Charity Navigator, which is a US-based organisation which monitors the performance of charities. Rotary Foundation has received four stars from Charity Navigator for the last 41 years in a row, and that's because of its high level of effectiveness uh, in implementing programmes Uh, The fact that uh, in excess of 91% of funds donated to the Rotary Foundation go directly to the end beneficiary. And we're able to deliver those sorts of figures because a lot of the work is done through Rotary by volunteers and also because it has very strict governance of funds managed through the Rotary Foundation. So it's well-respected globally. It's one of the very few, as I say, uh, one of the very few charities in the world that received such a high rating. So last year, if I looked at the uh, Rotary Foundation, had what, firstly what's known as global grants. Now, global grants are projects which involve a number of clubs uh, from different countries who usually aimed at doing work in third world countries, but not always. Uh, for instance, global grants uh, can be local grants as well. For instance, we have a global grant in Australia, which our, my club is participating in. Which is aimed at rebuilding the communities in Sarsfield, which you may recall, Bushfires. the bushfires a couple of years ago. I mean, it's hard to believe now when we're getting so much rain, but uh, that those dreadful bushfires. As a global grant from Rotary uh, to help rebuild communities uh, in Sarsfield, which was completely devastated last year, in global grants, the, the uh, Rotary Foundation spent ninety-five point six million US dollars on uh, one thousand three hundred and fifty-nine global grant projects driven by uh, rotary, rotary clubs. There were 490 districts who got grants to, dis- to distribute amongst their clubs. They totaled 33.6 million US to look after, uh, to allow clubs to do work in their local communities. Uh, so some of those district grants, they're, they're administered uh, by the local uh, rotary districts, uh, by humanitarian grants committees. Um, in the district, so similar to the one that I lead. They, uh, they do a lot of work in the local communities, but they also do international work uh, in partnership with other organisations. And uh, the number of them, the sorts of projects they do, bringing clean water and sanitation, educational and scholarship programmes, building uh, community capabilities. A lot of Rotarians bring a lot of great skills uh, to Rotary, and through that, these uh, grant supported projects. They can use those skills to train and develop communities. Uh, One great project I know the Rotary Club of Kew is doing at the moment is uh, developing an online shop, an artisan group in um, Timor-Leste because they're having difficulty. No tourists, of course, coming and having difficulty distributing products. So they're learning, developing all of these new skills uh, in how to distribute their products now globally through the internet via this online shop. There's an enormous amount of uh, different varieties of projects going on, both at district level, at club level, um, but also globally. There were another uh, $8.4 last year was awarded to what's known as disaster response grants, where uh, devastating natural disasters required immediate response, and Rotarians were able to spring into action to address those.
0: You might like to highlight a special local project. Did any of that funding go, for instance, to assist people in those bushfire areas?
1: Yes. Uh, well, the, the biggest one is that global grant. Uh, the global grant is, uh, as I say, is building a bushfire emergency relief centre in Sarsfield so that uh, those, if, if, if there's ever a repeat of those fires, and hopefully there won't be, but people will have a place to go uh, immediately for relief. Yeah, that's the one that comes to mind uh, most uh, clearly. A lot of clubs have done some great work with foundation support uh, in providing temporary housing, uh, you know, in in those areas where people lost their homes. Uh, So that's the sort of thing that's happened there. Um, So
0: both on an international basis and importantly on a local basis, humanitarian grants are something that Rotary majors in and does very well at, and it's respected for doing it. Uh, There's far more depth to Rotary than cooking sausages out in the, front of Bunnings, Rotary is a wonderful organisation. Richard, is there any other project locally, especially very locally, that you'd care to highlight for us that would have very direct relevance to people in, in the Burundara area?
1: Let me just, uh, one of the things that strikes my mind it's not actually in the Burundara area, but one of the things that I, I thought of was the, uh, the one that's just been completed by the Rotary Club of Williamstown. They've just built a bird hide uh, in uh, a park in, in Williamstown um, which gives people the opportunity to view some, you know, exotic birds. It's amazing uh, the sorts of things that, you know, you think that uh, sometimes, oh, well, somebody should do something about that. And Rotary often uh, jumps into that, uh, that, that opportunity, that space where, you know, everybody thinks that somebody should do something about it, but uh, doesn't do. It. There's a, uh, another uh, club which has done, uh, discovered that uh, at a school, the local their playground in the school didn't have facilities for children in wheelchairs or children who were um, uh, disabled in some way, and so they built a special access playground at their local school for children at that school who were who were disabled. Uh, you know, there are a couple that come to mind uh, uh, immediately um, in in in. Um, I might say that uh, there's a lot of grants-supported projects going on, but not all projects that Rotary do are supported by grants. A lot of them are supported by clubs that raise funds through their own activities and, and then dedicate it to them. My own club, the Rotary Club of Glen Ferry, runs the Burundara Farmers Market, and half the proceeds of the Burundara Farmers Market go towards uh, the Education Chances Scholarship Program, which, which enables... Uh, provide scholarships for children who are attending secondary school uh, who may be coming from uh, families that are struggling financially, but uh, that those children are both motivated and have the talents to do well at school. And that's uh, largely funded by work done by the Rotary Club of Glenferry through the Burundara Farmers Market. Uh, The Rotary Club of Baldwin runs the um, the Sunday Market in Camberwell. Uh, That's a a trash and treasure market sort of thing. And... uh, through that, they fund, they're fund funding projects now uh, all over Australia. So, you know, there's a lot of work.
0: Right. They're great local projects and they have great relevance to the local community and the outcomes are very good. The, uh, the farmer's market, through its support of the Chance's education program, is a very good example that you've mentioned because there is a, a feeling that obviously... Uh, Burundara is a very affluent area and everyone in it is uh, affluent and it's not the case some people are more requiring of financial help when it comes to education there's nothing more important and the work of the farmers market is something certainly that sustains that sort of donation and support uh, through chances education it's a very good mention that you've given to that Richard uh, just uh, to move away from that in a more general sense, what do you believe makes a good Rotarian?
1: Well, I, I think um, essentially the, the, the people join Rotary for a number of different reasons. One of the advantages uh, that Rotary provides is the ability or the opportunity to meet people who are motivated uh, to make a difference in their community. The, the more often than not, they're very talented people. They're people who bring with them um Personal attributes or skills from their jobs, uh, from their professional or business life, uh, or from their work or other experiences they've had in the community, and they come along and they they join Rotary and they operate in an environment where they're working together with friends. It's a an opportunity to work with people who are motivated and who, who you will fi- you know who you find motivating. The other thing about Rotary that's uh, important is that um, I mentioned before that ninety one percent of the funds raised by Rotary go well, through the, through the foundation, go directly to the beneficiaries. There's no administration, very little administration costs in Rotary. It's all done through volunteers. So the important thing about a Rotarian is that first of all, they need to care about the, the community and want to do something and to give back and to, to be of, of use in their community. They need to have initiative uh, to be able to make things happen and they need to be able to uh, work with others to, to make things happen. So I think that you wanting to wanting to make a difference in uh, having initiative to take action and being able to work with others to make it all, all, all work. I think they're, they're key attributes.
0: Well said, Richard, well said. Is there anything
1: you'd change about Rotary? Oh, your rotary is constantly changing. I mean, for me, I, I, I enjoy it so much. that, But it is constantly changing. I mean, one of the things that uh, has, has, has happened, of course, I think probably everywhere as a result of COVID, is we've all become much more adept at using things like Zoom and, and uh, Microsoft Teams and other ways of communicating electronically. You know, we're developing programs to make sure that uh, we have uh, uh, events or things that are happening or projects that are happening which can uh, interest people of all ages and all backgrounds. One of the interesting projects that I got involved in recently, and this was a spin-off from our playground project for Rotary 100, actually, and that was the uh, Rotary Overseas Recycle Playground Project. And this is interesting. People probably don't realise this, but a lot of the playgrounds, when they're replaced, and I know my city, the city of Burundi, they replace four playgrounds completely every year. A lot of that stuff used to go into landfill. What we've been able to do, working with other rugby clubs in in Melbourne and and also rugby clubs overseas, is we actually go out now and harvest those playgrounds. And uh, then they're shipped off overseas. The maintenance work is done on them. They're refurbished. And then they're erected in places like Sri Lanka, Nepal. Well, some have even gone to Tanzania, Cambodia, Timor-Leste. And you should see the delight on those children's faces when they see those playgrounds. And you know what? If it wasn't for Rotary, they would have ended up in landfill. And uh, I mention that because uh, we've been able to get not just other Rotarians involved in that, but Rotaractors as well. And Rotaractors are uh, younger people, still many of them students, uh, who get together on their own Rotaract club and launch their own projects. And and, uh, and that's a different style of Rotary altogether. Look, I think uh, if you say what should change about Rotary, Rotary is constantly changing. It has different aspects which appeal to people from all backgrounds and all ages. It's not just about sausage sizzling. Believe me, it's a world in itself. and it has a world, a, a world of good fun and uh, people from many, many different backgrounds.
0: Thank you, Richard. We're getting close to the end of our little chat together, which I've enjoyed immensely. You might like to mention that website again that you talked about a little earlier in our chat.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you could uh, just go to Rotary Glen Ferry, rotaryglenferry.org.au
0: rotaryglenferry.org.au and yep. they'll find out about what we're doing and especially about this wonderful playground at uh, the edge of the era, which will be absolutely great. And November the 21st again for our listeners is the targeted date for that to all happen when we're through all this trial and tribulation. So that'll be wonderful, Richard. All right, Richard. Well, look, let's close there. Let me just say to you that you are a wonderfully and very active and very committed Rotarian. And thank you so much for talking to us on the Rotary and Community Service radio show. But more importantly, Richard, thank you for what you do. You have already got a large history of ongoing contribution uh, to both the Rotary Club and to the district, and you are to be commended in that. More power to you, Richard, and thank you And now I'm going to be very pleased to play on your behalf a couple of your very favourite songs. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Ed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was of an interview with Richard Blakeman by Ian Salick and was presented by Jonathan Shepard of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia during his show on the 8th of October 2021. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio, Doing Good in Victoria, or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.